0: You know it's interesting uh i have hr people all the time say to me oh i'm going to use the enneagram for hiring and i go tap the brakes hold on a second you know i always tell people you hire for character first because mm-hmm. you know any one of these numbers could be a crook so you know hire for character first yeah Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast
1: in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Ziveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. I'm Tricia
2: Shortino, the CEO of Belay. And I'm Lisa Zeeveld, the COO of Belay. Together, we are T and LZ. We've known each other since 2005 and have worked together for a decade, growing a 100% remote business from startup to being recognized on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies list for six years running. LZ and I have learned a lot along the way, and we have made some great friends. For One
1: Next Step, we're inviting them on the podcast to bring you episodes filled with excellent content delivered by some talented people. We're excited to continue our conversation about the Enneagram and how to interact with all personality types at work. We're joined again by Ian Cron. Today, he's sharing highlights of Enneagram numbers six through
2: nine, what motivates them and what it's like to work with them. Our first conversation with Ian was so enlightening. I mean, wow, so much to talk about with just the first five Enneagram types. I can't wait to dive into number six through nine. Ian Cron, boy, he knows personality types inside and out. The Enneagram expert, trained psychotherapist, and priest gave us a glimpse into five personality types last week. Today, we continue that conversation as he introduces us to four more. He has shown us that the Enneagram can be such a helpful
1: tool for the workplace or really any relationship in our lives. So I'm so
2: excited to hear about the rest of the types. Let's jump in. All right, Ian, thank you for joining us again. Everybody got their glass of water. This has been intense and I'm loving it. So, just in case somebody is joining us for the first time on this part two, do you mind just quickly describing what the Enneagram is for us?
0: Yeah. So, the Enneagram is this. Wonderful ancient personality typing system. It teaches that there are nine basic personality types in the world, one of which we gravitate toward and adopt in adopting childhood as a way to cope and as a way to navigate the new world of relationships. Very importantly, the Enneagram reveals the unconscious motivation that powerfully influences the way that type acts, thinks, and feels from moment to moment on a daily basis.
1: That's awesome. I love living life through the Enneagram. So will you just quickly recap one through five for us? And then I'm looking forward to really just digging into six through nine.
0: Sure. Well, as we learned in the first half of this conversation, ones are called the improvers. Twos are are called the helpers. Threes are called the performers. Fours are called the individualists, and fives are called the investigators.
1: Good stuff. Improvers,
2: not perfectionists anymore. That's Lisa. right. That's right. <laughs> yes. All right. So, T. Now the tables are turned, and we're going to get to eight. So we're going to learn. We're about getting you, there. But... We have a couple more to go. <laughs> I
0: can't wait. Yes.
1: Let's let's talk about this... sixes. I can't wait.
0: Yeah. So sixes are called the loyalists. Um, these folks are committed. They're practical. They're loyal, as one might imagine, and they can be. At, all, at times, the wittiest number uh, on the Enneagram. Mm. Sixes are motivated by a need to feel safe, secure, and supported in what feels to them like a, a chaotic, unpredictable world, if not dangerous world. Mm. Uh, so, you know, sixes are worst-case scenario thinkers, you know, who are always scanning the horizon, looking mm. for what can go wrong, Right. And yeah. uh, in fact, they'll spot in a project, for example, they're the first ones to spot what could go wrong in this mm-hmm. plan. OK, sevens yeah. are called the enthusiasts. They're the joy bombs of the Enneagram. They're fun, spontaneous, adventurous. They're motivated by a need to be happy, to plan stimulating experiences in service to avoiding difficult, painful feelings mm. okay uh, eights the challengers right commanding intense confrontational at times domineering eights are motivated by a need to be strong and to assert control and strength over others in the environment in order to avoid revealing weakness or vulnerability
1: I don't know what you're talking about
0: okay <laughs> 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 oh, oh we'll, we'll find out.
1: Um,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> nines are called the, the peacemakers. They're pleasant, laid back, accommodating, go with the flow, don't rock the boat people. Uh, they're motivated by a need to keep the peace, to merge with other people or, or groups of people, and to avoid conflict at all costs. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: As I said before, it's fascinating. You know, you can just—I'm just picking out names as, as you're going through those numbers. Like, yep, I know who that is. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and of course, I'm—I'm I'm only giving you the bare bones descriptions in, in the book, The Road Back to You, that I wrote, and in other places. You know, there are—you tw- know—I could write a hundred pages on each of these types.
1: Everyone needs to get the book. Such a good book, especially. If well, thank we, you. We went through it and read it and loved it.
0: Yeah. So as you know, there's a ton more to know. I'm giving very, very general thumbnail sketches of each of the types.
1: No, but it's great. So let's dive in and dig into a six. You know, what motivates a six, what we need to know about a six, how a six we can work with in the workplace.
0: Right. So by way of reminder, these are people who are motivated by a need to feel safe secure and supported in the world. So here's some Mm -hmm. do's you want to do with a six, right? you want to listen patiently when sixes ask questions about new initiatives and you need to address their concerns. What you don't want to do with a six is become impatient. They have a lot of questions. Well, what are we going to do if this happens? What are we going to do if that happens? What are we going to do if this happens? And if you dismiss them or if you don't answer all the questions, they will not get on board with you. They Mm -hmm. will not follow you. Okay. They just won't follow you. All right. So, but when they do follow you, they're the most loyal number on the Enneagram. They'll follow you Mm. off a cliff, but Mm. they won't if they feel like, because here's the danger. Some leaders will interpret all their questions as they're either being insubordinate or Mm. not trusting them or, you know, undermining them. You know, that's not it. What the six is doing is trying to figure out, have you thought through everything that could go wrong? Right. Uh, And do you have a contingency plan for everything that could go wrong? I just need to know for sure. And I will do anything you ask me if I know you have thought through everything. Right?
2: Yeah. I love our sixes. (laughs) Oh, my
0: gosh. I I have such a love affair with sixes. I I love them. Uh, Another thing would be just be transparent. Um, Sixes can smell a slickster a mile away it, if Ooh. they are people who know are you they are people who are just naturally suspicious that other people have hidden agendas mm. so you do not want to give them the impression that you like they don't like people who love office politics they, mm. they, they just want everyone to be honest you know yeah uh they want people to be treated fairly and you have to deliver on what you promise it's very important to say sure yeah okay oh, so you want to talk about sevens
1: yeah sevens yes.
2: The
0: All party right.
1: the party people the
0: fun <laughs> lovers. So, but let me also just say this about sevens. Nobody makes a better entrepreneur than a seven. So mm-hmm. many of the sevens I work with in the corporate world are people who started the company that I'm working mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. They are so talented, smart, quick witted, uh, able to see patterns and overlapping ideas. They know how to put things together that they, they can see things no one else sees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they bring so much optimism and energy to teams. They bring this can do kind of spirit. Like, we can do this. We can crush it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can take that. We can take down Apple. I mean, they, they just <laughs> they have that kind of effusiveness. They're the yeah. person you want to see the first thing you walk in the door of the office. Yeah. You, you know what right. I mean? So, the, the do's you want to give talented sevens a long leash in a multifaceted job description. And in, you need to encourage them to stay on track because they, they're easily distracted. Right. Mm-hmm. As little kids, sometimes sevens will be misdiagnosed as having ADHD. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. When, they, when in reality, they're just sevens. They just need to go outside and play a lot more. They just need to yeah. burn off a lot more energy, mm. you know. Sure. And so, you know, with, uh, with a seven, they're visionaries. Uh, so you want to take advantage of their ability to synthesize information. And as I mentioned earlier, to spot the unseen. Mm-hmm. the unseen patterns and, and to connect the dots inside complex bodies of information. They're incredible at that. At the same time, what you have to do is make sure that they don't let their optimism, like let me put it this way. Sixes and sevens, uh, five, six and sevens all wrestle with fear. Okay. Underlying anxiety. A six deals with their fear through pessimism at their worst. Right. Okay. A seven deals with fear through optimism. You know what I'm saying? Wow, like they cope yeah. with fear. By, there's a silver lining to everything. Oh, mm-hmm. the company is going bankrupt. Well, here's, here's the great side of that. We're really going to learn a lot when we start the next company. You know what I mean? Right. What, you, yeah. what you have to say is you really need to say to them, no, that's not what's happening here. <laughs> do, do not put a silver lining on this moment. We need to act. We, we can't be naive. We can't put our heads in the sand, right? Yeah, yeah. So you just have to make sure that they don't wallpaper over problems and failures, mm, right? Gotcha. To avoid painful feelings, right? They mm-hmm. just don't want to feel painful feelings, right?
2: Ignore it. So that's,
0: yeah, yeah that's, that's really important. So AIDS, I mean, amazing human beings. AIDS uh, will test authority. Okay, now Tricia, watch out. Uh, eights, um, eights will test authority. They, here's the deal: when an A walks into a room, their attention immediately goes toward who has the power in here. Hmm. Who's the authority figure? They want to engage immediately with the environment and other people. They're going to move toward the person with power to figure out: does this person really have the juice? If they don't have the juice, if there's no leader in here, trust me, the eight's going to try and make a bid for the leadership.
1: They're sizing up the room and everybody in it.
0: Absolutely. And they're just checking to me, And they want to know, is the leader trustworthy? To, uh, does the leader have the strength and the moxie to lead the eight? They're asking that question. Uh, and so they're going to test authority in very subtle or not subtle ways, depending on how self-aware that they are. So with an eight, I tell people, you got to set limits. You got to provide regular feedback and you got to be straightforward. So let me give you an example. You're doing a 360 on a two. You do not want to do a 360 on a two like you would on an eight. You'll crush a two with that kind of directness. Mm. You just can't. But if you go into an eight, you can say to eights like this. You can walk into an eight and a 360 and go, frankly, I think you've been an idiot. You've been you've been rude or you've been bossy or you're this or you're that. And they'll go, oh, okay, I could work on that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like they just, you're not going to hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hurt an eight's feelings. It's pretty hard. Uh, I would say that you, you almost, you have to always tell an eight the truth, tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Uh, so,
1: help you God. And, <laughs> yeah, so help you God and make
0: sure, it, even if it's the, even if the truth is horrible, tell yeah. the eight everything right. Yeah. And if you don't, the eight will lose trust in you. And it takes a long time to get a, an eight's trust back. You know, it, it does. It just takes like a six. Aids are typically a little suspicious of other people and what they're up to. Uh, They don't like the idea that someone could pull the wool over their eyes, right? Mm -hmm. So they're just a little skeptical, a little bit, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're fantastic human beings, you know. Uh, I love it. Some of my closest friends are Aids. When they're healthy, they're arguably the most popular number on the Enneagram in social settings. Wow. Uh, When they're unhealthy, they they tend to bang guardrail to guardrail through relationships and organizations,
2: Mm -hmm. right?
0: So, again, all these types are… Like I said, if they're self-aware, they're fantastic. When they're not self-aware, you know, they can be a big challenge. Okay, nines. The do's with a nine, the peacemaker is you, you want to establish clear expectations and performance goals right? Nines tend to have the least amount of stamina on the Enneagram. They're so easy going, they can get, sometimes if they're not very healthy, people think they're a little spacey and not very motivated, mm-hmm. right? And, and they, can get to, they can get distracted. So you need to say to them, okay, here's your responsibility. Here are the expectations. Here are the performance goals. Do you understand them? I always mm-hmm. get a verbal from a nine. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you agree that this is what you're going to do, right? Yes. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, Sometimes a resistant nine, because they're conflict avoidant, they won't tell you that they don't like what you're saying, right? And then they may be thinking to themselves, okay, you can tell me all this, but I'm actually not going to tell you that I'm not going to do it, Mm -hmm. or I'm only going to half do it. I'm only going to put half my heart into it. So I'm always telling people, and I do this in marriage counseling, I do this in corporate settings. It's like, you got to circle back to the nine and go, you're on board, right? Mm-hmm. to, you mm-hmm. know, please let me know if you're on board or if you're not on board, because it, if you don't, the nine might harbor feelings of, you know, resistance or not and be passive aggressive. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, sure. not well, doing it. Yeah. my husband's a nine Ian. <laughs> so he's going to listen to this and be mad. But, um, I, I, I practice that at home with him to your point. I have to go back after we kind of spoke about something and agreed on something, I have to go back later, a couple days, a week later, and go, hey, remember we agreed we're doing this right? You're still, I have to like check back in with him and make sure right. that he hasn't changed his mind or didn't falsely agree because he didn't want to create conflict. Um, right. And, and reaffirm like you meant yes, Right. <laughs>
0: Yes, and here's the thing: you have to encourage nines to express their personal opinions and their preferences, uh, rather than allow allowing them to mirror yours or those of the group.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So that's very important too. And I'm like, for example, in a meeting, uh, nines tend to be quieter, and and mm-hmm. I will, you know, eights will be going, I have a suggestion. Sevens will mm-hmm. be, I got a suggestion. Threes have suggestions. Ones have suggestions. Fives might be quieter. Fours, possibly, depending on what's going on. Sixes will have an opinion mm-hmm. in case they think something's going to go wrong. I may say to the nine, <laughs> I, I will get everyone quiet. And I'll go, you know, Bob or mm-hmm. Joan, whatever their name is, I really want to hear from you what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they may go, I don't know, I'm kind of agreeing with everybody mm-hmm. else. Everything sounds great. And I'll go, no, 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 no. I want to know what you mm-hmm. think. I already know what the group thinks.
2: Yeah. I
0: want to know what you think. And invariably, they come up with some insight that nobody else had.
1: Yeah. That's Uh, good. We have a nine in our, in our leadership group mm -hmm. and yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, nine, sometimes we get in a group of a team, let's say, and they'll think, well, everybody else's opinions feel so much stronger than mine. Mm -hmm. I'll just go along with what everyone else is doing Mm because it just seems so much more important to them than it does to me. And I'm like, nope, I'm not letting you get off the hook. I'm going to lean into you and make sure that we hear from you because you have gifts to bring us.
1: That's a good takeaway because I lead a nine. So thank you for the reminder as that person's leader to continue to ask their individual opinion and not let them say, I just agree with what everybody has said already.
0: Yeah. And you know what's so interesting is that, you know, a lot of times there are certain numbers that people don't associate with leadership and that's Mm -hmm. a shame Mm. because it's not true. I can name you great leaders of every single type. Yeah corporate leaders, political leaders, you know, uh, movement leaders, whatever. And people look at nines and they go, well, you know, they're, they're kind of slow going people. They don't right." the best American presidents have all been nines. So I'm always telling people, be careful about stereotyping. Mm, You know, this is a typing system, not a stereotyping system. So, you know, a healthy nine can lead the free world. Literally.
1: Literally. Wow. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, I, I, this is, it's been, I mean, really eye-opening because I think that I've spent a lot of time reading about the Enneagram, but it was more personal. And so Mm. I really like how you flipped this because as I said, you know, a couple of times now, I'm I'm thinking of people in our team and people I work with and really being able to see their unique contributions and how important it is, I would think as a leadership team, that if you have an opportunity to build that, I means some of us, you know, were kind of put into a team and then we figured out what the numbers were. But would you recommend that if you have an opportunity to build a team and have some diversity in the types that, that there's value in that?
0: You know, it's interesting. Uh, I have HR people all the time say to me, oh, I'm going to use the Enneagram for hiring. And I go tap mm-hmm. the brakes. Hold on a second. First of all, you know, I always tell people you hire for character first because, mm-hmm. you know, any one of these numbers could be a crook. So, you know, hire for character, you know, hire for character first, then hire for competency. Can they actually do the job? Mm
2: -hmm. Right. Right.
0: Uh, Then you want, I would say, hire for self-awareness. And as part of that, does the person know themselves and know how to self-regulate? Can they collaborate? Can they be inclusive? Can they bring out the best in others? Right.
2: Yeah. And
0: then I say, you know, just don't think to yourself, oh, we're missing a three or we're missing a five. Mm -hmm. We got to hire that that's a little short-sighted. It Mm -hmm. has to be one data point, one data point among others. It's not a, you know, sometimes people get so enamored with the Enneagram that they think it's the, it's like the genie answer immediately to all things. And I'm like, be careful. It's not that. (laughs) The other thing is, it's also a little bit, it's industry dependent. So, you know, I've worked with companies where it was all threes and eights in let's say senior leadership. And I've looked at what they do and look how they get along. And I think, They don't need a four. If they need a four one day, they can get a consultant who's a four. Mm -hmm. You know, they can they can they can bring somebody in to bring the four perspective. They don't necessarily have to spend the money and assert the energy to find a four. If it's not, you know, if they're making nuts and bolts or you know Mm -hmm. doing construction stuff where they don't need a four, yeah, you know, they can use they can use an architect who's a four. They make great fours. Yeah, they make phenomenal architects. So you know, just go down. I was listening to a podcast the other day about this guy that. Designed the uh, the memorial out for nine eleven. You know, for the nine eleven memorial. Oh, and I am thinking, yeah. this guy's this guy's a four, even though he's an engineer. Mm. People go, that's a stereotype. Can a four be an engineer? Absolutely. Mm. But his artistic vision, the artistic vision he had, the aesthetic vision he had for that memorial, uh, the phil- the philosophy, the spirituality of that memorial. It's pure four,
1: mm. just
0: pure four stuff going on. So again, yeah. it's um, you can hire that. Yeah. If you need to,
2: yeah, you know,
0: outside for temporarily for a consultant. So it just depends on the company. You know, some companies don't need the representation of certain types.
2: Yeah. I like that. Well, what is your number one suggestion? We're the most practical business podcast. That's what we like to say. uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Self-proclaimed. What is your number one suggestion for leaders wanting to successfully implement the Enneagram in their workplace?
0: Well, obviously I'm going to be self promotional here. I I, I really encourage leaders <laughs> to read my book, The Road Back to You, an Enneagram Journey to Self Discovery, only because it's the most accessible book out there as a primer on the Enneagram. You know, one of the reasons I wrote the book was because as I read other books, I could show them to you on my bookshelf, they're five, 600 pages and they're very technical and a little dry. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. there was no book out there that you could read and go, okay, I know enough now about the Enneagram and all these styles that I could make a difference in my life without reading another book. Or this is a great introduction. Now I'm ready to go down the wormhole into the 500 page book, right? Yeah. The second thing that you can do that I encourage people to do is listen to my podcast typology. Uh, on typology, what I do is I interview all these different types so you can hear from their mouth. I mean, I'm just describing other people, but when you hear it from them, it comes alive in a way that it doesn't, when I'm describing it, uh, there are yeah. different types on my website. They can go and look at the IEQ nine Enneagram assessment. It is the best Enneagram assessment out there. And it's really geared in many ways to the corporate uh, world. Okay. You know, you get between a 22 and a 44 page report after hearing about wow. your type. So it's a it's a fantastic thing. They could go to Ian Cron, I-A-N, actually, I-A-N-M-O-R-G-A-N-C-R-O-N, Ian dot com. And okay. they could hit the tab for IEQ 9 and uh, can't tell you how helpful it's been to so many corporations and leaders.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Ian. I appreciate your time. I appreciate walking through each and every one of these Enneagram types. Uh, To all our listeners out there, go to Ian's website, read his book. I've read it. It's great introduction to Enneagram, some great relevant information. Ian, I'm going to (laughs) go, I'm going to go to your website and get myself some resources out there. (laughs) I know, but thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today.
0: My pleasure. I always love talking to smart people about the industry.
2: <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I'll tell you, what Ian was phenomenal. I think I could have talked with him for like four more episodes. <laughs> I know we could do an episode per Enneagram number. I know, I know, <laughs> you know, and I'm a little embarrassed to say that I have not subscribed yet to his podcast, Typology, but I'm doing it today. That's right now, I'm yeah, with you. right now, I'm going to do it. Mm. Tell me, T, it was a lot to digest, but what were some of your key takeaways?
1: I know, I loved it. I, I think the biggest thing was really how we talked about being an emotionally intelligent in your number.
2: Yeah. You know, I've
1: always heard the terminology being a healthy or unhealthy, but I, I like how we really reframed that for me to say, mm-hmm. you want to be emotionally intelligent in your number. So that, yeah. that was a, a big takeaway. And there was some really good reminders in there, kind of like I said about, you know, I lead people of different numbers. So just some mm-hmm. good reminders of meeting them where they are. Right. Um, you know, we kind of kid around. I'm an eight. So sometimes I think I'm the only type, right. <laughs> you know, in a room. <laughs> Your number's the best number, right? <laughs> I, I was like, is there any other number? I thought this was the only way people thought. But um, mm-hmm. so it's just a good reminder that there are nine actual ways people show up in the world and they're all normal.
2: Yeah, Not just
1: mine. Yeah. So that was that to me was, you know, just a great reminder, super impactful, a big takeaway for me. How about you?
2: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's it's the diversity of thought, right? I mean, it's knowing that because I'm a one and I'm going to find all the details and, you know, look to make things better in the world because other people don't see the world the same way I do doesn't mean they're wrong, right? And really finding where they can enrich my life and our work product Mm -hmm. by seeking out those other types. But how he really corrected me and other HR leaders by saying, we're not going to hire to find that. If you have a gap, then you can always bring in a consultant or bring in a coach or look for that. But that first and foremost, you want to look for someone that's ethical you want to look for somebody, you know, who has the hard skill set to do the job. But, you know, and somebody who is emotionally intelligent, because whatever their number is, if they're emotionally intelligent, they're going to add value to your organization. Could not agree more. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Hey, guys, and if you have not had a chance, please go back. I'm going to say this right now. Please go back and listen to episode one, uh, part one. It is really, really good, and it really does do a great job of diving into numbers, types one through five. So now it is time for the one next step. As the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure taking action is easy. So with each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you and your business forward. Today's next step is to enter to win a free copy of Ian e. Morgan Cron's popular book on the Enneagram, and he just got done talking about it and mm-hmm. suggesting it, The Road Back to You. Man, that's a good one. <laughs> enter to win by writing a review of the One Next Step podcast on Apple Podcast or Google Podcast. Then take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at belaysolutions.com. That's podcast at belaysolutions.com. When you send us an email, we'll reply to confirm that your entry was received, but hurry as we'll be selecting the winners by the end of the week. And we encourage you to also check out Ian's free guide, How to Lead and Work by Enneagram Type, which he generously shared in part one. You can access it now in the show notes at onenextsteppodcast.com.
1: There is no way for us to go deep on every Enneagram type on this podcast, even with a two-part series. Mm-hmm. So if you want to learn more about your type and others, we highly recommend you get Ian's book, yes. The Road Back to You. Remember, you can win a coffee. All you have to do is write a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, take a screenshot from your computer or smartphone, and email that screenshot to podcast at
2: belaysolutions.com. Good luck. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of One Next Step. We hope you've enjoyed what you're hearing from us. And now, well, we want to hear from you. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen and leave us a review.
1: Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. Join us next week for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time.
2: Start by making today count.
1: Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit OneNextStepPodcast.com.